This morning I want to talk to you about how to beat the holiday blues. How to beat the holiday blues. Father, we thank you, Lord, again today. Father, for this time of gathering with people that we love. Father, we thank you for this time of year and what it represents. Father, forgive us, Lord, for the many distortions, Lord, that we have made out of this time. Father, forgive us for getting caught up, Lord, in the way that uh, the world does Christmas. Today, let your anointing be upon us today. Let us hear the Word of God. Father, let us hear the Word of God, and Lord, let us apply the Word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, for some, Christmas is the, is the most exciting time of the year. For others, it's the worst. How is it with you? When you think about going home for the holidays, do you get excited or do you get depressed? Do you think about tinsel or tension? You see, for some, a a big lump appears in their throat. A a tear runs down their cheek. They get all nostalgic. And for others, when they think of going home for the holidays, a big knot appears in their stomach. And the thought of facing certain family members literally makes them sick. And for people like this, family gatherings evoke about as much excitement as the pulling of wisdom teeth. At least the dentist will knock you out with Novocaine. Then you add to this all of the financial pressure that this time of year brings. And then there's the hustle and the bustle as you run here and there and somewhere else. And then there's the buying of presents for people who really don't need them. And then there's the going to parties and exchanging pleasantries with people that have been mean to you all year long. And then sending out the Christmas cards to people you have not interacted with even one time all year long. We're told that Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's produce more stress than at any other time of the year. There are more heart attacks. There are more deaths. There are more suicides uh, that take place during this time of the year than at any other time. How do you beat the holiday blues? How do you not only survive this time of year, but actually enjoy it? Well, let me suggest seven things that you can do this morning that will help you beat the holiday blues. The first one this morning is simply to decide that I'm going to make this year different. Just decide, make a decision that this year is going to be different than all of the other years. You see, nothing changes until we determine that we're going to make a change. Don't allow yourself to fall into that same old trap that you fall into every single year. And don't let those same old people manipulate you with their guilt and with their pressure and with all of their demands. Do what you want to do. Go or don't go. Because this is what you want. Not because somebody has manipulated you. Not because somebody has twisted your arm. Not because somebody has made you feel bad or feel guilty if you don't. Give or don't give because you want to. Stop comparing what you have or what you do not have with other people, especially family members. Oh, they might have more stuff than you do, but stuff will not make you happy. 
If you doubt this statement, then ask Tiger Woods. Oh, I forgot. His name has been changed. He's no longer called Tiger. Now he's called Cheetah. Decide, I'm going to make this year different. Tell yourself, I'm taking myself out of the competition this year. I'm not going to try and buy mom and dad's approval with a bigger gift than all the other kids are giving. Not going to do it. I'm not going to try and be Superman or Wonder Woman this year. I tried that in the past. I'm not going to do that this year. I'm not going to feel my calendar so full that I'm so stressed out that I cannot enjoy any of it. And I'm not going to bankrupt myself by spending money that I do not have just because somebody expects me to do it. Just decide, I'm going to make this year different. This year is not going to be like last year. It's not going to be like all the other years I've drawn the line in the sand This year is going to be different. Determine to make it different and then stick to it. I'm giving some of you permission to take back some of the things that you have already bought. But the good news is you haven't given it to them yet. And so if you're here this morning and you bought some things out of obligation or you bought some things out of pressure, I'm giving you permission to take it back before you give it. Because you really cannot afford it. That's worth the price of admission right there this morning. We're talking about how to beat the holiday blues. Number two this morning, simply demonstrate a good attitude. Demonstrate a good attitude. Proverbs 15 and 13 says that a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Verse 15 says, he who has a merry heart has a continual feast. There are too many people singing the blues because they carry with them a bad attitude. Oh, they're negative about everything and about everybody. I love that old story. It's old. I've told you before. But I love an old story about the fellow that fell asleep on the couch. And his ornery kids decided to play a trick on their dad. And so they went and got some Limburger cheese and put it on their dad's mustache. When their dad awoke, he said, My goodness, it smells in here in this living room. He walked into the kitchen and he took a big smell and he said, My goodness, it stinks in there, in here too. He walked into the bedroom and said, My, it stinks in here too. He walked outside and took a big sniff and he said, Oh my goodness, the whole world stinks. A lot of people that sing the blues, they do that thinking the whole world stinks. They do so because of their stinky attitude that they carry around with them everywhere they go. Let me help you out this morning. If you're having problems at home, if you're having problems at work, if you're having problems with your friends, if you're having problems in your church, you're the problem. You're the problem. You're the, you are the common denominator in every single case. Too many people are like the mother who went out to see her son who was in the army and she went out to see him march. And she looks out over the marching uh, uh, team and she sees that every time that her, that her son lifts up his right leg, the other rest of the platoon is lifting up their left. And every time he lifts up his left leg, they're lifting up their right. And she looks out there and she points to those out there and she says to everybody else, says, look out there, my son is the only one that's in step. 
A lot of you think that the whole world stinks and that the whole world is out of step. But in reality, you're the problem. It's your stinky attitude. Change your attitude and you'll change a lot of things in your life. How do you beat the holiday blues? Well, you're just going to have to make a decision. This year's going to be different. You're going to have to demonstrate a good attitude. And boy, I like number three. This is a good one this morning. If you're going to beat the holiday blues, you're going to have to decline the invitation to a fight. Decline the invitation to a fight. In the Message Bible, Proverbs 26 and 21 says that a quarrelsome person is... In a dispute, it's like gasoline thrown on a fire. The wisdom writer wrote in Proverbs 10 and 19, The more talk, the less truth. And the wise measure their words. People know how to push our buttons, don't they? Amen? You know what I'm talking? People know how. To push our buttons. And you know who these people are. And especially in your family. You know who those family members are that just know how to push your buttons. I'm thinking of two different people right now. One in my wife's family and one in mine. Boy, both of these people know how to get a fight started. Both of these people know exactly what to say. And they know who to say it to. How in order to guarantee there's a family fight coming. Listen, these people come to family gatherings with their guns loaded. They intend to pick a fight. They're not going to be happy unless they pick a fight. And when the time is just right, they ask a question or they make a statement or they bring up a subject that they know is going to incite a riot. Every family has these kinds of people. Some of you might be that person. (laughs) How many know what I'm talking about? Well, how do you handle people like this? Here's how you handle people like this. Make up your mind before you go. You know it's going to happen. You know they're going to be there. You know what they're going to say. You know what subject they're going to bring up. You know they're going to have their guns loaded. You know. So make up your mind before you go. When so-and-so pushes your buttons, you're not going to respond. If you don't make up your mind beforehand, you're not going to be successful in this area. So make up your mind before you go. When so-and-so pushes my buttons, I'm not going to respond. When they throw out the bait, I'm not going to take the bait. Proverbs 26 and 20 says that if there's no wood, the fire will go out. Mm -hmm. You see, even the hottest of fires will eventually die down and go out if no one stokes the fire, if no one adds more wood to it. Oh, if you can, if you get the blues every time you go home for the holidays because of World War III that always breaks out, then maybe, maybe if you would decline the invitation to the annual family gunfight at the OK Corral, You know it's coming. It does every year. You know it's coming. You know who's going to start it. But you've made up your mind that you're not going to respond. And you also do it by appearing at the family gathering with your guns unloaded. Or maybe you need to take the initiative and you need to stand up and say enough is enough. 
Enough is enough. Oh, we've gone around this tree one too many times. Let's just agree to disagree and move on to something else. Oh, it's a shame that family time is often spoiled. Oh, and people leave hurt or people leave angry or people leave disgusted. Oh, just the thought of another tension-filled holiday gathering sends you into depression. How do you beat the holiday blues? Decline the invitation to a fight. Become a peacemaker this year. Take the high road. Set your pride aside for the sake of peace and harmony. Don't bite when they throw out that bait. And friend, if the troublemaker can't get anybody to respond, they will eventually shut up and everybody will thank you for it. Amen? How do you beat the holiday blues? Number four, demand less from yourself and others. Demand less from yourself and others. You see, a lot of people have the blues simply because of all the demands that are placed on them at this time of the year. And the demands are unbelievable. It's incredible. It's ridiculous. Shopping for gifts. I don't even know why we do that. Most of the people we give to don't even need it. And we don't know them. We don't know their taste. And as they're opening the gift, we're telling them, if you don't like this, you can take it back. Why don't we just spare everybody? (laughs) All right, I'll get off of that. All right. Shopping for gifts, going to parties, oh, putting up the tree and decorating it all. That just really stresses me out. I really. <laughs> and then you got to wrap, you got the gifts. Now you got to wrap the gifts. And lo and behold, every single time, every single time you put off wrapping the gifts. And so there you are, busy, busy, busy wrapping the gifts. And you run out of wrapping paper before you run out of gifts. And then somehow you've got to find enough money to buy all these gifts. And then there's the Christmas plays at school and the Christmas plays at church. And then you've got to address all the Christmas cards. And then you've got to decide where everybody's going to spend Christmas. And then you've got to scurry around and make different changes because somebody changed, the, changed it in the middle of the stream. And then you've got, all of those year of the, uh, you've got all those deadlines at work during the end of the year. And then, you know, you got those, uh, the untangling of Christmas lights and, 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 and oh, you go, you, you, are expected to, you know, you that, 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 uh, favorite pie that you make or that favorite recipe that you have, but you can't find it. <laughs> and everybody's expecting and everybody's going to be looking for it, but you can't find the recipe. And then you've got that last minute shopping. Oh, no, I forgot Uncle Joe. Oh, I forgot him. Can't forget him. And oh, then you've got to clean up the house. Man, you've made a mess trying to get everything ready. Now you've got to clean up the house because guests are coming. And, and oh, oh, and then back to the store because you forgot the three most common words at Christmas. How many know what the three most common words at Christmas are? Batteries not included. <laughs> And by the time you get through with those three most common words, then you've got to deal with those three most frightening words. You know what three most frightening words at Christmas are? Some assembly required. And the list goes on and on and on and on. How do you beat the holiday blues? Demand less from yourself and from others. Give yourself a break. Don't set the bar as high this year. Every year doesn't have to be bigger than the last or better than the last. Take the pressure off of yourself and of others and actually enjoy 
Christmas this year. How do you beat the holiday blues? Number five, let me suggest this morning that you delegate some of the responsibilities. I love this story. In fact, I had to find a point to go with it. Amen. Tom and Joe had been high school buddies. Tom left town to make his way in the world. Joe married a local girl, had three kids, remained in their hometown. One day Tom returned home. Hadn't been home in years. He returns home and, and he runs into Joe on the street. And they see each other and they recognize each other and they embrace. And Joe says to Tom, says, come to my apartment tomorrow night and... Let's get caught up on the latest. I want to hear all that's going on in your life. I want to share with you everything that's going on in my life. And he said, just drive around the back parking lot. And he said, come up to the main door and just kick it open with your foot. And when you get to the elevator, push the button with your left elbow. And then come on up to the second floor. Our apartment is number 225. Oh, that's great, said Tom. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait, but, but I'm a little bit confused. Why in the world would you want me to kick the door open with my foot? And why in the world would you want me to push the elevator button with my elbow? And Joe responds, well, Tom, you're not coming empty-handed, are you? Some of you need an illustration. The rest of you are sharp. The reason why some of you are so stressed is because you're trying to do it all by yourself. Delegate some of the responsibility. Hey, the kids can help. Oh, there's a novel idea. Kids can help. Huh. Didn't know that most people think. I don't think people, a lot of people don't know that today. Kids can help. Yeah, the old-time farmers used to have more kids just so they had more help. (laughs) Kids can help. Say that. Kids can help. Now, they won't do it unless you tell them to. And for the kids today, you're going to have to take them by the hand and show them. Dad, we can help. I'm on thin, gra- thin ice now. <laughs> now, I'm not very much on shopping. I don't think anybody wants me to shop for them because they're not going to like what I get them. Amen. There was a time I shopped for my wife. I could buy her dresses. I could buy her clothes, but <laughs> I can't do that anymore. Amen. She don't want me to do it anymore. <laughs> and I'm glad not to do it. I just like to please my wife. I mean, talk about what I'm talking about. I'm not much on shopping. I'm not much on putting up Christmas lights. My son always complained when he was a kid because dad didn't put up Christmas lights. I found, up he, found out he learned from his dad. He didn't put them up either. I tell my grandkids, go tell daddy, we want Christmas lights. We want Christmas lights.
So his Christmas lights are a little bit like mine. He decorates the tree and puts it right in front of the front window and opens the blinds. I'm not very good, uh, not much on shopping, not very good on putting up Christmas lights, but I do. Oh, I hope my wife doesn't throw something at me here. But I do try and take some of the load off of my wife during this time of year. I do some of the household chores. I tell my wife she doesn't need to cook as much as usual during this time of year. After Christmas dinner, I tell the kids, now, now mom's been working really, really hard. Let's all get up and clean the table. Nobody sits down. Nobody goes and turns the TV on until we get it all cleaned up. Everybody pitch in and help. I don't complain because of all the time that she spends shopping or whatever she thinks that she needs to do to make Christmas special for her family. I'm not real good at putting up trees and lights. and I'm not real good at, uh, at buying presents. I'm not real good at these kinds of things, but I do my best. I know I fail in this area too, but, but I intentionally do my best to try and take some of the load uh, off of my wife during this time of year. I try and be low maintenance. I, I try to uh, be less demanding. I try to be more understanding this time of year. If you're going to beat the holiday blues, you're going to have to delegate some of the responsibilities. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 says that two are better than one because they have a great reward for their labor. How do you beat the holiday blues? Number six this morning, delete somebody's debt. Delete someone's debt. Somebody here today experiences the holiday blues every single year because you have to come face to face with, face to face with somebody that wounded you many, many years ago. Perhaps you were violated or traumatized or abused by someone and, and you were reminded of it every single year about this time as you come face to face with them at the annual family gathering. Maybe you loaned a family member money and they never repaid you. And you have to sit across the table Christmas Day from the person that owes you money. Perhaps a family member made you a promise they never kept. And you're reminded of it every, every Christmas when you see them again. It could be that that you have to witness favoritism in the family as your mom or your dad favors one of your siblings and they do it right in front of you. Or you have to hear mom or dad say one more time, why can't you be more like your brother? Or why can't you do what your sister does for us? If you want to beat the holiday blues this year, delete somebody's debt. Delete somebody's debt. Forgive a wrong. Let someone off the hook. You've had them on the hook for years. It's time to simply let them off the hook. Extend mercy and grace to somebody that doesn't deserve it. Right, paid in full over somebody's debt. Matthew chapter 5, 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 through 48. Jesus said, you've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. And whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to them the other. And if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever asks you to go one mile, go with him too. And give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, don't turn them away. And you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and you can hate your enemy. But I say to you to love your enemy, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Because if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do also? Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. We're talking about how to beat the holiday blues. You do that by deciding to make this year different. You do that by demonstrating a good attitude. You do that by declining the invitation to the family gunfight at the OK Corral. You do it by demanding less from yourself and others. You do it by delegating some of the responsibilities. You do it by deleting somebody's debt. And number seven, and finally this morning, if you're going to beat the holiday blues, you're going to have to delight in the simple things. Delight in the simple things. You see, if things always have to be bigger and better in order for you to enjoy them, then life... Oh, it's going to be a big, giant disappointment. And you see, for some, that's what Christmas is. It's just another big, old, giant disappointment. Oh, oh, maybe they didn't get what they wanted, or maybe they did get what they wanted. But what they wanted, what they thought would mean so much to them, what they thought would change their life, oh, it turned out to be like everything else they thought in the past would satisfy them. It turned out just to be another thing, something else to take up their time, but added absolutely no real value to their life. People who experience the holiday blues haven't learned how to delight in the simple things. Now it goes without saying that there's no real peace, there is no true satisfaction in life without a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I understand this and I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that you understand that outside of Jesus there's no true happiness, there's no genuine peace of mind or heart. Jesus said it in John 14 and 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. The angels declared at the birth of Jesus, Luke 2 and 14, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward As Christians, it goes without saying that there is no peace, there is no joy, there is no fulfillment, there is no true satisfaction apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. But the sad thing is this morning that I know a lot of Christians who struggle in the area of peace and joy and contentment and happiness. And I believe that most it's because most of them have bought into the American lie that says happiness is linked to possessions. 
That happiness, they say, depends upon what's happening. But that's not true this morning. The truth is happy people are happy because they made the choice to be happy. I'm happy today, not because everything is perfect. And listen, things are really pretty good in my life. But I'm happy not because things are pretty good for me right now. But I'm happy because I made a choice to be happy. I've been happy everywhere I've ever been and everything I've ever done. And it's because I've simply made the choice to be happy. I spent 20 years in the backside of the desert called West Texas. And I was happy there. My brother said, how in the world could you ever be happy in this ugly country? Because I made a choice to be happy. I decided to be happy. I made the decision to be happy. And you know what? It is pretty ugly out there. But you know what? When you live in paradise, where do you go for vacation? And I'd trade the weather out there for any weather anywhere. It's, other than the wind, it's great. But I was happy there because I made a decision to be happy. I lived in the basement of the church. I was happy in the basement of the church. I'm not saying I was ultimately satisfied. I was content with that for the rest of my life. But I was happy there. I was happy there. My little boy was born when I lived in the basement of the church. I was happy because I made a decision to be happy. The truth is happy people are happy. Oh, or people who have made the choice to be happy regardless of what they have or what they don't have, regardless of what's happening or not happening in their life. People who are truly happy, people who beat the holiday blues are people who have learned to delight in the simple things. And at this time of the year, the simple things are just... Like a day or two off of work. Hmm? Pretty nice. Yeah. A day without the alarm clock. Wow. Maybe two or three days without the alarm clock. Awesome. Boy, I did a dumb thing last night. I always go to bed early on... Saturday nights because I get up about 6 o'clock on Sunday morning and come down here and get everything ready and do all the things I need to do. And, and uh, last night I set the alarm clock and somehow, I don't know why I did it, somehow I messed with the time. I set the alarm but I also messed with the time on the clock. And I've had my shower and I'm putting my clothes on and I put my watch on. And it says 15 till 6. I think it's 15 till 7. And I go and look at the clock, the radio clock by the bed, and I had messed up the time. So I'm about ready for a nap. I'm serious. If you're going to beat the holiday blues, you're, you're just going to have to learn to just to delight in the simple things. A day or two off of work, a day or two without the alarm clock. Simple things like watching your kids and grandkids open their presents. I used to tease my kids. You know, wouldn't believe that, would you? 
When they were little, sometimes when they were little, I would say, Daddy's broke this year. You may not get everything you asked for. Daddy's kind of broke this year. And then to watch the expression on their faces when they opened that certain present, that one that they wanted the most. And now I get to watch my two little granddaughters open their presents. I love the true story of Pastor David Peterson, a pastor in Spokane, Washington. He said that his little daughter came into his office one day and said, Daddy, will you play with me? And Pastor Peterson said to his little daughter, said, I'm sorry, honey, but Daddy's really, really, really busy. There's some things that Daddy has to get done, and Daddy's too busy to play right now. But I promise you, when Daddy gets done, when Daddy gets done working, I promise you, Daddy will play with you when I'm finished. His little daughter said to him, Daddy, when you're finished working, I'm going to give you a great big hug. And she turned and walked out of her daddy's office. But immediately she returned, jumped up on his lap and gave her daddy a giant chiropractic bone-breaking hug. And Pastor Peterson said to his little daughter, he said, I thought you were going to give me a a hug after I finished my work. His little daughter said, I am, Daddy, I am. She said, I just wanted you to know what you've got to look forward to. Wow. Friend, there's nothing in life that can come close to the satisfaction that comes from the unconditional love of our little kids and our grandkids. Oh, when my two little granddaughters hear my voice, all they've got to do is hear my voice and here they come running towards me and they jump up on me. They're yelling, Papa, Papa, Papa. And they jump into my arms and they throw their arms around my neck and they give me a big old juicy wet kiss. And there's nothing else like it. If, you're, if, if you are successful this morning at beating the holiday blues, you're going to have to learn to delight in the simple things like a good, stout, hot cup of coffee in the morning. A day or two off of work. How oh, the thrill of watching your kids and grandkids squeal while they open their presents. Oh, time with your spouse. Time with your aging parents. Some really good, really fattening food. I want to help you guys out. Trash your diet for one day. Go ahead and eat that piece of pie. Pour on that gravy, not on the pie. Put real butter on the hot roll. I'm not telling you to overeat. I'm not telling you to be gluttonous and sin. I'm not telling you to do it every day. I'm saying it's Christmas. Give yourself a little break. (laughs) Yeah, and give your hubby one too. You men could have shouted on that one. If you're going to beat the holiday blues, you're going to have to delight in the simple things. The musicians could get back in place this morning, please. As I said in the beginning this morning, for some people, Christmas is the best time of the year. Oh, oh, it's the grandest time ever. 
But for others, it's a struggle. For some, the prospects of being home for the holidays bring reminders of family fun. For others, it reminds them of the upcoming family feud. For some, Christmas produces delight. For others, depression. My prayer is that God will help you beat the holiday blues. That this year will not be like every other year. That you can truly enjoy this time of the year. And I know there's some super spiritual people that like to pick apart all the things about Christmas and everything that's wrong with Christmas. And do you understand what that really symbolizes and what that really means? I, I, I know what it means to me. I don't know what it meant to somebody, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 500 years. I don't know what it meant to them, but I know what it means to me. And I don't celebrate it trying to figure out what it really, what is a deep part of that, Marilee? What is that? Let's get to the root of that. (laughs) Sorry, not deep enough. I'm not that deep. I know what it means to me. And I understand that Jesus is the reason for the season. And it is all about Him. But I can have some fun in the meantime. I can have some joy and some peace and goodwill in the meantime. Amen. I can have some good times with my family and with my friends. I can celebrate. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Jesus is the reason for the season. But Jesus said, I came that you might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance and have it until it overflows. Father, we thank you today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, today. I know it's... Maybe there's a little fluff in here today, but that's okay too. Because God, you know, I've realized and come to know that you not only are trying to get me to heaven, but you also want me to have a better life. You're not just concerned about the destination, but you want me to enjoy the journey. Father, help us today to enjoy the journey. To enjoy the life that you have given to us and blessed us with. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I just pray today, even though we've already had prayer needs, but I just pray today. Lord, there's, there might be, though, I know there are this morning, not because I, I, because I know of the situation, but because I know what's in my spirit and know what's in my heart. And I also, just the law of averages tells me, There's a good group of people today that needs to hear the word today, needs to hear this admonition today. Not that it's new or we've never heard it before, but we need to be reminded of some things, some things that we forgot, some things that we've let slip, some things that we went ahead with, even though that little voice told us not to or because somebody we know is going to manipulate us or somebody's going to pressure us or somebody's going to ask us for an explanation about it we've gone along to get along and no longer are we going to do that help us today help us today work in our hearts and work in our lives your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed I just, I just can't really